Well, 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 here we are again. Yes, that's right. It's Drop the Subject with Allie Johnson and James Simmons. I don't know about you, James, but this week I'm feeling pretty pissed off. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, anger is sort of the theme of this week. You know, we we have been at this lockdown situation, at least here in California where we are, for this is now starting the fifth week, I believe, and uh, it's... It's it's setting in. It's, yeah, it uh, is, yeah. And, and I think it's okay to to acknowledge that and be okay. Like, yeah, I I'm personally very annoyed and pissed off and uh, and a little <laughs> sad. And it's like it, it's you're getting. I'm getting to the point. I don't know about you. And I know you're a genu- generally very positive person. And I like to think of myself as a positive person, though others would beg to differ. Um, it's the no, hey I think, guys. I think you're positive. Well, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Uh, F you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, take that. (laughs) But those, hey guys, we're going to get through it all and we're together apart and all those are are alone together and, uh, you know, everyone should be just breathing and, you know, creating a schedule for yourself and all of these things. Like, I did all that and now I want to throw all of it out the window and just be angry. (laughs) Which is a, a, a perfectly logical rational actually normal place to be in and okay like i think it's okay for all of us to be angry and not even in uh just like you were saying not even a like oh my god you guys it's okay to be angry for a few minutes work through it breathe no like visceral anger <laughs> yeah and it's it's uh, it's bringing up all kinds of other things, yeah. right? Like my my partner and I, we get along really pretty famously, except for we have the one same fight over and over again for seven years. Mm. And we've actually done pretty well. Like for four weeks, we didn't have that fight, you know. Is a hot dog a until, sandwich? That's what it is. Until it? this morning. Yes, that's, exa- that's exactly <laughs> what. It was actually over use and utilize. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> more more than and over. I'm a... I'm a total a about words and no that i'm kidding um so and it was just and we both know like i think we both know once we decided to like retreat to our respective corners this morning that like it's just because we've been in each other's business every single day for five weeks and we're both normally like very active dudes and we get out and do stuff and we have people over and we go places and like whatever and we haven't been able to do that and so we haven't had this release valve you know yeah and i think that it's not even like I consider myself, I guess, a fairly active person, but I'm also a bit, I can be a bit of a homebody, but it's the idea that I can't go out even if I wanted to. That's pissing me off. It's that mm-hmm. you feel trapped even if I would have stayed home all weekend. I don't like the ability, like the, I don't like that I don't ever have that option. And then I think maybe Easter weekend too kind of amped everything up a little bit because I was like, man, I would be up in the Bay Area seeing my family right now. And that sucks that I can't do that. So I think it's all starting to build. But yesterday during the show, we had a lot of fun talk. We talked about all these delicious foods that people are ordering while they're in quarantine. And I don't know about you, but after the show yesterday, I had a hankering for some raw fish. (laughs) <laughs> boy did you ever well yeah i think uh i because it, it's nice and healthy but also filling this is the hard part right healthy isn't always filling and we have this thing in america where we need to eat until we're full yeah. right but sometimes you're like i'm eating healthy and the salad was really great but i don't feel satiated but i feel like raw fish Allie, where you're going <laughs> with this it like it like solves both problems it's healthy and filling well yeah uh, we were talking about poke bowls and how people in iowa was it love them 
Yeah, yeah, it was Iowa's. That was the number one thing they were ordering from Uber Eats. So I decided, okay, I'm, uh, you know, we didn't know what to do for dinner. I didn't feel like cooking. So I, because like I said, angry. So I, w- I was like, why don't we order some pokey? Because we were talking about it on the show and now he really wants some. And Katie's like, all right, all right, let's do it. So I'm searching through and I'm trying to find a place that's open and that does takeout. And I find this place on Yelp. Uh, the name was Pokey Pokey. Of course. And so I go through and like when you order pokey, there are a lot of decisions you have to make, right? You have to do how many scoops you're choosing, <laughs> which of the fish you're going to do. Then you have there's like uh-huh. 70,000 things you can add on to sauces, it. Sauces. There's 40,000 yeah. sauces. Yeah. So I spend all this time. And let me just say there is a special layer of hell in Dante's Inferno. Where you constantly put an order through and spend all this time making the order and then have it not go through over and over again for eternity. Oh, the worst. worst. Right, like right at the end when you're hitting like yeah, and it's like see something went wrong and you have no idea what it was. Right, try again. Yeah, so I did. I filled out our information over and over and over again. Kept going to the next screen and it kept saying something was wrong. So. Katie's like, just call them. So I'm like, all right, call. And they say, yeah, we're only doing takeout. I was like, I know. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dumbass. We're in the middle of a I'm, pandemic. Right. I'm, I'm pretty aware of that. I know I yeah. can't dine in at a pokey place, which I don't think <laughs> you even have chairs, but I anyway, will. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so then he goes, no, no, no. We only do it through like Grubhub and eat tw- and 24, whatever, eat 24. Right, right. I was like, yeah, but can't I just place an order through you? And he was like, no, because we've had all these people not show up to pick up their food. And I was like, okay, so I'm on the phone with you now, but I can't <sighs> place my pokey order with you. I have to go through an app, but then I can pick it up just like I would normally pick it up. And he was like, yeah, sure, or you can just come in. <laughs> I was like, uh- Okay. Okay. So I would come in and stand there and make all of those 70,000 choices while I'm in there when I'm not supposed to be doing that. I'm supposed, the whole point is to minimize the amount of time I'm spending inside these establishments, right? And he goes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's also like 17, right? He's like, well, whatever. Yes. I I don't know where the, I think that he invented that rule. And so anyway, I ended up going in there and I was probably in there because there was another person ordering seven poke bowls and that took another 20 minutes. So I was probably in there for about half hour, 40 minutes getting our, our pokey. And I was saying, well, I I guess it's still worth it because pokey is always delicious, but I, I wonder how many other places they've just created these rules that kind of make no sense and are counterintuitive. It, which is fueling your anger, right? <laughs> yes. Like there's no consistency of anything about where we are going. Um, this is okay. This is really good. I think we should, um, Ali, continue I'm this a little bit because I, I kind of want to know where we ended up with your poke bowl at the <laughs> at the end of this. By the way, because even though uh, it's it's morning time now, lunch is coming up soon. Mm. It sounds very good. Yeah. We also um, have we're gonna we're gonna call we're gonna make a phone call that's gonna help bring a little bit of joy to everyone's life yeah. uh, in the show. We have some fun things going on. We won't be quite so down in the dumps uh, and super serious. Like we were yesterday in the show and uh, lots of fun. So stick around. This is Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. James Simmons, guest co-hosting with your Allie Johnson. It is Tuesday. We are both a little ticked off just in general. Uh, so if you're ticked off, 
please uh, continue to listen. If you're not ticked off, I promise you we have some fun things that maybe will both uh, bring us both up out of our moods, Allie, as we uh, <laughs> drudge through the show today. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know what? That's why I love this show is because we can be wherever we're, we're at and the people lift us up. And that's where we love to hear from you. 32386-DADDY is a place where you can unleash Daddy. all of your rage. Yeah. You can uh, leave messages for Jesse and you can yell at him. You can yell at your mom. You can yell at whoever. It is It is there for you. 32386-DADDY. I may call a little later just to yell and scream. Um, but you... You also made some food choices that were affected by yesterday's show. I uh, I started off with a bang today by telling a pokey story, uh-huh. <laughs> um, which I did end up eating the pokey and I did get it successfully. And I actually the one perk at the end was that I walked next door. I, I walked by the Baskin Robbins, which was next door to the pokey shop. Uh-huh. And I saw a group of seven or more. Oh, so you totally scored on the quarantine scavenger hunt. Dang it. Because yes. I. I was doing really, really well, but I don't. Yesterday I did. Today I have not gotten fully dressed yet or showered. Oh, same. Or, uh, <laughs> I know. I haven't eaten. I haven't supported a local business yet today. I, yeah, kind of a hot mess going on this morning. Does, does fighting with your partner, how many points is that? Uh, yeah, you know what? I don't think that that, I think that's a different card. That's a different oh. uh, points card. Yeah. I think f- that's the one for your therapist. Oh, it's actually that, oh, not through the show. Yeah. Wrong. Sorry. Wrong, wrong therapy. I, I, I get it confused all the time. Uh, there's something about points for not killing him. Something like that. Anyway, <laughs> um, the <laughs> food choices. Okay, one of the things that did happen yesterday uh, was that we made steak. And that we we did mention steak in our show promo, and it was because we're going to be talking to Brandon Mills later, who's a fitness uh-huh. instructor. He's a guru. He is the founder of the Mills Method, and he's going to help you if you are trying to avoid the quarantine 15. But the promo itself ended up about being, sizz, uh, uh, being about sizzling delicious steak. So is that what gave you the idea to make a steak? Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. Like after that drooling and moaning over a steak, You're I was like, like I'm going to go make a whole steak. I was like, we're going to make steak and there's even leftover steak. Like we did the thing where we made like lots of steak because the grill was on and, you know, and we took Mm. advantage of it. So there's totally leftover steak. So at some point when I decide to eat again, because I've decided that I'm just going to intermittently fast until quarantine is over. Oh, okay. But but not, not intermittently. I'm just going to not eat. That's, okay. that's how I'm going to avoid the COVID-15. I so you're going to be anorexic. Okay. <laughs> totally. I, hey, that's fine. You know, the world record for someone going without eating is 382 days. They subsisted on a multivitamin, water, and coffee. I can totally okay. do that. <laughs> was it the Dalai Lama? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. It was actually a, a fat white guy It was guy some yogurt, yogurt instructor? <laughs> oh, it was a fat white guy? Yeah, from Pennsylvania. Oh, all right. And he was like, I'm going to do this. And he ended up losing like 300 pounds or something. It was great. Let, well, that's because it's the cart. It's the Cartman thing where he was living off of his fat cells, right? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what. It is. <laughs> now, let me ask you this, James: If there were an app that could trace and track the people around you who tested positive for COVID nineteen, would you download it and look at it? Ooh, the medical professional in me is like, nope, that's private HIPAA, you know, private mm-hmm. protected information. I also, at this point, I'm just assuming everyone has it, so I'm good. No. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, there is an app that Apple and Google, Apple and Google, yeah, yeah they have created. Together. Yeah, they're working together. I don't, I, I've never heard of this. Uh, they are 
basically getting this tracing app up and running where basically you would uh, be able to be notified and it would trace the people around you that have tested positive for COVID-19 and where they are. And hey, I found out last week that somebody in my apartment complex has COVID-19. And like I said, I wanted to know at least what area they lived in because I have a big, I live in a big complex. I just Uh want to know if they're on my side or the far side. But I don't know if I would want to know exactly how many people around me have. It's like wanting to know how many spiders are in, in like near your, like how many spider legs you eat a year or something like that. It's like they're everywhere, but you don't know it. They are. Or like the thing that, you know, they talk about in New York, you're never more than 10 feet away from a rat at any point in time. Or like, honestly, like people don't understand this. Like there are thousands of cockroaches around your house at any point in time and probably several in your house at any point in time. I don't care how clean your house is. I don't care how Kardashian you are. I don't care how big your house. It doesn't matter. They're just, they rule the world, roaches and viruses, and they're always around. So I feel like it's kind of, I mean, not saying that like COVID is like a roach. I'm just saying like, I don't really want to know. (laughs) <laughs> to be it, honest, like I'm just I'm just going to assume that I just need to keep washing my hands and physically distancing and staying mm-hmm. 10 feet away from people until I can get tested and whatever. No. And this is all too big brothery for me. You know, there is another app that you can download. I forget what it's called, but it will let you know who in your contacts is a registered Republican. So yep. there are different ways to track the people that are in your phone or around you. And I, I get the whole big brother thing because you, you're not a fan of big brother. I'm, I'm usually on board. I'm like, all right, you can have all my information. You can let me know everything. And I'm just kind of accepting it at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't think I really want to know, though. The, the, the positive COVID cases around me. I feel like it'll just up my paranoia and it'll yeah. make me even more afraid to leave the house than most of us already are. Totally. But I tell you what, knowing the Republicans, sign me up! <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. Yes, this is Drop the Subject with Allie and James Simmons. As we mentioned when we started out the show today, both feeling a little bit perturbed, a little ornery today. And I thought that we could kind of change that. I have James on the phone with me right now because... Jesse actually sent this really interesting new hotline that you can call. It's actually specifically for lonely seniors, but I feel like we kind of need it right now. And it it is a a hotline where you can call. It it was created by some teenagers in Canada. And you can call. They have a nice menu of things that you can listen to. Jokes, stories, and inspirational poems. So I thought we could go ahead and give them a call on the air and just kind of up the happiness factor a little bit on the show today. Oh, and if we do it, it, we've got some Canadian voices going on. We can talk about being out on a boat or whatever. I think no no one delivers jokes better than uh, Canadians. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Okay, let me me go ahead and add this call. Let's see. And uh, this is law. I don't know what that was. I think it was a little both. All right, hold on. Hi, and thank you for calling. We know that isolation is difficult, and we want to keep you company through these challenging times with the voices of children and youth from your community. We are a youth-run project, and we want to bring you a healthy dose of joy each day of the week. You can select a number of options from our menu to hear stories, jokes, and more. Please know that we send our warm wishes and can't wait to see you all again. 
Take what care car? and stay safe. <laughs> so do you, what's Please anymore? Please listen carefully to the following option. Okay, so here's the options. what you would like to hear. Dial 1 to listen to jokes of the day. Dial 2 to hear today's stories. Do you want to do today's Dial story? Dial 3 for poems of the day. Yeah, let's do Dial 4 okay. for the daily dose of kindness. Oh. Dial 5 to listen and learn. Granddad and Dandelion, written by Yannette Levi, translated from Hebrew to English by Annette Till. Oh, this is a Hebrew is jam. Is it possible that you have lots of friends, or maybe you only have a friend or two? Your friends could be children, what? or they could be adults, or maybe your friends are dogs, or cats, or any what? kind of animal. <laughs> yes, all of this could certainly be true, but have you ever been friends with a plant? Oh my have god. Have you ever been friends I thought this with was supposed a This is not helping. Either way, this is a story about <laughs> a grandfather who a very special friend. Once upon a time, there was an old man who lived alone in a small shack. Okay. The old man didn't have no. children or grandchildren. What? He didn't have a wife, nor did he have friends. Oh, Lord. He lived all by and himself. And he's not Channel Q. Every no. When the birds were chirping from their perch in the treetops, the sunset and the sky grew dark. The old man would sit outside his shack and talk this to his grandchildren. He lives in a shack? What did he say sky? to the dandelion? <laughs> The old man used to tell the dandelions old tales, oh, so old that no one could remember I mean, if, if they really happened. The plant, why and the dandelions yeah. would listen silently to the old man's stories. One day, a group of children walked past the shack. Oh my they God. Heard the old man talk and tell right. his story. I think this kid needs to be tested. They did not see anyone listening. <laughs> the children stopped and stared at the old man. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with this old man? Oh my God. They wondered, who is he telling these stories to? They listen I mean, to the old man's tales. Okay, hold on. I gotta, I, I gotta stop this. How do I cancel? How do I cancel this? Hold on a second. Let me call. I'm gonna call James back because this is insane. Hello. Okay, what the hell was that about? I mean, wow. I thought this was supposed to be like uplifting and comfort me and my time of need. So their stories were just so we're reviewing here. We call a long distance number. So if you're asking a senior to do that much, then they they actually reach the hotline and they're given a a bunch of choices that they need to make. And if they don't have a jitterbug, it's going to be hard for them to even, you know, those kind of menus are are frustrating for people. You hear a menu and I automatically want to hang up. Right. You're like, I'm done. Even with my consumer cellular device, right. My jitterbug, it doesn't matter. You're like, I'm, I'm out. I can't. So then, then we choose story because we're probably going to be more, one of the more uplifting things that you hear. And it's children reading stories. So positive. So happy. You could have gone with any story. You could have done Briar Rabbit. You could have done Strawberry Shortcake. But no, they go with an old man who lives in a shack and has no friends and is friends with a plant. And everyone is making fun of him for being friends with said plant. Now, do you think that there, there's some sort because of, we, we, I mean, to their, to their credit, in their defense, we did not get to the end of the story. So, do we think that maybe? <laughs> I don't know. If she like, was going to get to the end of the story. She was hacking her lungs out. <laughs> she was. She was like, oh, 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 excuse me. I was like, oh, do you have coronavirus? Right. Like, no. I, 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 I may. I feel like there was maybe a really like punchy, powerful ending with this, but I'm just not a. I'm a fan of what they're trying to do. However, if I'm an old man alone. 
Jack. I'm more pissed off right now. Right. Correct. Like you took me down a hole for however many <laughs> minutes that I'm not sure you can bring me back yeah. out of. I don't care if that dandelion started talking to me or not. Exactly. And you know what? You you don't have a lot of minutes when you're like when you're call when you're to the point where you're calling this line, you're already in a hole. Yeah. And you don't, you're right. You're out of consumer cellular minutes. Well, I don't know. This guy clearly wasn't because he didn't have any friends or family or a wife or a husband or anything else or a dog. He had to talk to the dandelions outside, even though it was pitch black. Yeah, and those are seasonal. All right. Well, I don't know what we accomplished, but uh, maybe we'll try and call them back a little later. Maybe we'll do joke of the day and see how that turns out. We've got more to come. We're going to read some responses from you. You had more to say yesterday uh, when it came to coming out of the TV show closet. What are the most embarrassing things that you're watching? We'll get to that when we get back. You're listening to Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right, chugging right along here on Drop the Subject with Allie and James Simmons. Try to make ourselves feel a little more uplifted by calling a, uh, it's called Joy, f- what is it called? Let me see. Joyforall.ca. Joyforall.ca, <laughs> Canadian hotline. If you want to interact with it, please feel free. Uh, and you can interact with us as well at DTS Show on Instagram and Twitter. Wanted to read some of your responses from yesterday's question, which was, what is the most embarrassing thing that you are watching right now? We came out of the closet. I I bravely admitted on the air that I've been watching David Blaine. You admitted that you watch <laughs> that you watched Trolls World Tour and actually loved it. Uh, not only did I love it, but it has still been in my brain. I'm like, how did they pull this like cultural <laughs> appropriation commentary off in a in a cartoon? It was great. And the, some of the other responses that we've gotten on Instagram are great. Well, I love I love that one of them, someone was like, Instagram suggested your profile. Thank you. But then does that mean that they are embarrassed to be listening to us? Because that was the question. Oh, that's <laughs> They're like, really? One yeah. of the things I'm most embarrassed about is listening to Drop the Subject. Don't. I do. <laughs> hey, you know what? If we're part of your brave coming out story, then we're happy to be a part of it. Any Anything to get us in the conversation, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clayton Ferris, who's a friend of the show, said, I thought I was watching an episode of Curb, but I was actually looking in the mirror. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good, a good you thing know. or not. Uh, you know, drunk on martinis, uh, had a marriage theme going on, married at first sight and marrying millions. Oh, very oh. Fun. and then yeah. they said, <laughs> in parentheses, I loved it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm getting into the spinoffs of any true crime things. Like I've said before on the air, it starts with forensic files, and then it's like cold case killers, and then it's like kids who will never get at. It's like uh, people who kill in a swamp on a Saturday, and I'm watching all of them and, and <laughs> right. loving all of them, of course. Who are like blind in one eye and paraplegic, yeah. Like yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Lodav on Instagram said watching Animal Crossing videos and Twitch videos. <laughs> oh. Um, JT Painting said the birdcage. I've watched it four times is the part that it is embarrassing. I still don't think that's embarrassing. That's a solid movie. I, I Yes, I agree. Also, if you're going for like, maybe you're just going to do your own like internal drag. Like we're go- all going to start like making our own movies at home because we're going to go crazy. That's a good one to make. And you can sort of do the drag and not drag, but you got to memorize the lines. So I, I'm, mm. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah, I'd say the most embarrassing one of all of the ones that are on here are from KK Transponder, who said Flavor of Love. Now that <laughs> if you eventually got to rewatching Flavor of Love, I mean, I, I 
I guess if you've never watched it before, it's fun. It'll be a fun watch. But if you've watched it already and you're like, I need to rewatch this show. <laughs> <laughs> right. I totally uh, need to. Uh, Tila, like, tequila, all of it. Oh, I mean, wow. That is way back. Way back. Yeah. Um, also wanted to call attention to something that we uh, we got some messages from you guys on Twitter at DTS show and <clears throat> called attention to something. I guess we've been accidentally running some ads that people have not been happy about. Um, this came from, let's see, somebody named Spiro on Twitter and they tweeted at our show and at uh, let's go there and said, hey, uh, did you, are you guys aware that you've been running Trump memorabilia ads on your station? And we looked into this and responded because we were completely unaware of that. And we reached out to our boss and that is 100% not our intention to run those. And uh, they are looking into it and they are in the process of changing it. But in the meantime, we just wanted to let you know that we're aware of that and that we're working on it because radio is desperate, but it ain't that desperate. Hello, and definitely not Channel Q ain't that desperate at all. So we thank Uh -uh. you for uh, uh, not only listening, (laughs) but then also letting us know when things goof up like that. So we really appreciate it. And if you are not listening already or not following us online uh, on the socials, get your words together, James, at DTS Show on Instagram and Twitter. We like to do fun things like this, including, uh, you know, make fun of ourselves <laughs> when yeah. we make mistakes about like accidentally running Trump ads. Whoops. Yes. Uh, speaking of Trump, we will get to his cockamamie weird ass press conference that happened yesterday. Oh my. Um, so yeah, it's insane. Uh, can't make this stuff up, folks. And uh, Obama has tweeted, I, I believe, come out and, and said that he is officially endorsing Joe Biden. So we do have some politics things to update you on later in the show. But when we come back, animals are taking over. They've already taken over Yosemite. Rats are taking over New York City. And we have to come up with a game plan, folks. When we enter back into the world, we're going to need some kind of a game plan. Otherwise, we're doomed. So we'll figure it out together when we get back on Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. James? Yes, dear. Are you afraid of animals taking back the planet? I'm actually kind of for it a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't deserve to have the planet back. Uh, most of them were there before we were there. And humans yeah, yeah. have made this wonderful habit of, of of eliminating any species that don't serve us and our survival, which is why, you know, mastodons and a lot of old-timey dinosaurs that were around when we were around are no longer around because we couldn't domesticate them, they weren't serving us, and we were able to kill them with bows and arrows. And when we invented fire, man, it was game over. We have been pillaging this planet for hundreds and hundreds of years now. I mean, thousands, really. And now that we are all quarantined, I mean, I use this recent story that was released from Yosemite National Park as an example. Uh Bears... And the wildlife activity, like bears specifically, the sightings have quadrupled since people left Yosemite and were no longer allowed in the park. That wildlife is, crazy. is, yeah, is reclaiming Yosemite National Park amid the coronavirus closures. They're seeing bobcats just ambling by the administrative buildings. Ravens are just like dancing around in the parking lots. Coyotes are trotting (laughs) along the empty roads. I mean, they have completely taken over. And this must be just like an amazing staycation for them because 
you know, usually a place like Yosemite is overrun with cars and people from all over the nation trying to take in the beauty of this planet while also, you know, cluttering these the roadways with congestion and pollution and things like that. But now that, I mean, I think before this, animals were getting a little less scared of us because last time I went to Yosemite, there were bobcats around and they were just like, hey, what? Like, they're what over a- us. Yeah, and totally. now that we're not there, this is the leg up that they need to really reclaim the world. And you're right, James, they deserve it. Yeah, not only do they deserve it, but I feel like there's got to be a way. Maybe I'm a little, I've watched a few too many Disney movies during quarantine also, but I feel like there's got to be a way where we can just be like, that's your jam over there. You get that. We get this. Off we go. Like, like I know there's some crazy statistics about how like, it's something like 30% of the usable land in the world is actually used for farming. And that's really the bigger situation rather than like the expansion of people in urban areas isn't Hmm. really what's killing the wildlife. It's like the farming that we need on these big, huge areas to feed everybody, which is like killing the, the areas where the wild, where the wildlife can go. But I sort of feel like, okay, we're getting way better at making lots more food, without having to use as much land. So like y'all can just have that back. I just want to be able to like go to Target mm-hmm. and the bobcat can walk across the parking lot and I just don't want her to eat me. Yeah, and we're all. just like chill with each other. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I mean, now that we have Oreos, I don't think we really need farmland. No, I mean, hello. If we, <laughs> That's really all we need. Oreos, <laughs> we can, although I was going to say we can do almond milk, but apparently almonds take up a lot of water and a that lot does, of That does, yeah. And avocados are a problem too. But you're right. Yeah. When we have vertical farming and things like that, we're not going to need as much space to, to survive and thrive. But And I'm glad you brought up Disney movies because there mm. are examples in Disney movies of humans and animals getting along. But if you really, really break it down, like even in Cinderella, those mice were working for Cinderella. Cinderella, and they were working for no money. They sure were. We just need to get like Vanessa Williams and have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon? Yeah, man, respect that blue corn moon. Right. That's going to be my solution is just sing to the animals. (laughs) Okay. So you're going Disney approach. So my. I'm I'm going Disney. Vanessa, full on Vanessa Williams, though. Like, I need Vanessa to come. I need Ali. Cravalo, welcome uh-huh. to the family, by the way. Like, she can sing to the ocean. Like, I need everyone to come, and we're just going to sing, and it's just going to be all kumbaya and stuff. I just picture you singing to a coyote, and then it just starts <laughs> ripping you apart. <laughs> if that's what helps bring you joy today, Ali. <laughs> I'm totally for being... Um, Tarred and feathered, or what is it? Ripped limb to limb by a coyote. Tarred and feathered. Where did they get that? Anyway, (laughs) I don't know. It went dark. So my my my. Here's going to be my strategy. Uh I I need to once we reintegrate back into the outside world and they've taken over, we need to start speaking their language, right? I mean, Mm. we can't just be like, "Hey, coyote, don't eat me," or "Hi, brown bear, you're so sweet, and I just want to adopt you." No, we have to speak their language, and their language is pretty ruthless. So what I'm going to do is when we get back out there. I'm going to go cat language. I'm going to get a rat. I'm going to remove its head and I'm going to lay it at their doorstep and be like, hey. 
Uh-huh. Like, that's a gift for them. So I'm going to start bringing other animals and being like, here you go. I offer this rat as tribute. And we kind of need to be doing that because apparently in New York, all the rats are getting so desperate without food scraps that they're turning cannibalistic. So we need to eliminate those. There are way too many of them. So we can use them as sort of a sacrificial uh, rat to offer up to the species, the greater species of animal, and kind of get on their good side a little bit. Give them some food and give them a gift from us humans. Yeah, that's like a, and that's like a two for one right there too. Like yeah, helping control control the rat population and a gift. I feel like the only problem with this though, Allie, is that you have to. They have to know that it's you gifting them, which means well, it'll you be have my to mouth. Be, <laughs> No, oh, in your mouth. Got it. I was going to say, they're going to have to see you, smell you, get to know that it's you mm-hmm. so that they don't then turn around and eat you. That they're like, oh, this is that human thing that is gifting me, which puts you in danger. But if you're okay. like going to walk mm-hmm. up there with half a rat in your mouth and just be like, here you go, homie. <laughs> like, are we cool? We cool? We cool? All right. We cool? We good? Here you go. Yeah. You, you munch on this. I'm going to be in my apartment. Everything's chill. Uh, my other strategy is just to do what I never did in my human life, which is to sleep my way to the top. Oh, oh. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. James Simmons guest co-hosting today with your Allie Johnson. And again, please follow us at DTS on Instagram and Twitter. We want to hear from you, um, what your thoughts are. We do know, we talked about this a little bit earlier. We do know that there is some Trump commercials going on right now that was a big mistake we are working on it and we're going to talk Mm -hmm. more about him and his press conferences and whatnot later on in the show for a little uh trump around but right now the i think Allie johnson the number one question that i'm being asked lately at ask the np particularly from people on the west coast is how long has covid19 really been here well there's been some result there's been some conflicting rumors right of it being here as as early as november of last year which i don't know how much truth there is to that but i'm sure it's a question that you love answering over and over and over again (laughs) i I don't mind i mean this happens on ask the np uh, honestly and uh, listen i put myself out there i said ask the np but and boy do people do ask and listen what i always say what i've been saying from day one about covid19 is that it's just too early to be certain about anything. And I want to reiterate that as much as possible. As far as we know, this virus traces back until early November in Wuhan, China. We can... That is one of the most certain things that we know. We still are not one absolutely 100% that it was only early November. We are about as certain as we may ever get that it originated in Wuhan. Like that we know. Mm-hmm. Probably early November. There's, there's little evidence, little that leads us to believe that it was around before then, which means if it was early November in Wuhan, China, that really bad upper respiratory cold that you got last October was not... COVID-19. It did not exist. There is a reason that we call this the novel coronavirus. Novel meaning new. It's new. Now, there are other coronaviruses. There are other viruses that are not a part of the corona family that can cause a severe 
upper respiratory flu-like thing worse than you've ever had before. Because what's happening with this, Allie, is that there's this Facebook post that went around and all these stories going around about people are like, man, I had like the worst cold, the worst flu I'd ever had in my entire life last fall. And it had a cough and I was short of breath and I had a headache and I had a fever. So those are symptoms very similar to COVID-19. Oh, well, then I'm, you know, so then people draw this correlation. Oh, I must have had COVID-19. Yeah, but there are, there are, I remember that happening. I remember a really bad flu-like cold going around and a bunch of people telling me, man, I'm, this is one of the worst colds I've ever had. I'm so sick. I have this awful cough that's never going away. I remember that. I remember that going around, but these symptoms, I mean, the symptoms for COVID-19 are just such basic symptoms that it really can apply to, that's why it's so important to get tested, right, is because you could be, I could be experiencing shortness of breath and a dry cough, and I could not have COVID-19, I could just have a cold, but you don't know until you really get tested, so, but everyone's so scared now, which of course it, you know, they're scared for a reason, Mm-hmm. But everyone wants to go back in history and be like, where did this all start? Where did this come from? For some reason, the why and the when is so important to some people. It, it is super important to some people. And speaking of testing, you know, I sort of feel like that's where we are now and where we're going to go forward. And another part of the testing has actually added some fuel to this fire. So there are like Stanford University, the Hoover Institute, which is actually kind of a conservative think tank sort of situation. But nonetheless, There are other institutions that are really working hard to test the antibodies of random individuals, particularly in California, because what they're trying to find is that if you take 2000 random Californians and a majority of us have antibodies are ready to COVID-19, we can start to demonstrate what's called herd immunity. Because what they're trying to figure out is maybe this thing has been here longer because Simple physical distancing cannot explain the difference between what's happening in New York and New Jersey and Detroit and Louisiana and those places and what's happening in California. We have a lot of cases here, but the per capita, we're like 48th in the nation in terms of right. um, number of cases okay. and number of deaths. And so simple, simply physically distancing is part of, and probably a pretty significant part of, the larger equation of why COVID-19 as a disease has been so much less significant, not downplaying anyone who's gotten sick or died, of course, but but just from a numbers, a statistics standpoint, it's so much less significant here on the West Coast than it is on the East. And so people are looking for that why. And so physical distancing is part of it. But the rest of the piece of the puzzle to the why we just can't be certain of. Now, quick question before we get uh, before we take a break and get to news it or lose it. Um, Gavin Newsom said that he's been looking into talking about lessening social distancing. Is that way too soon? Am I does that seem way too soon? Uh, you know, I think we, uh, I think it's still too soon until we have some sort of robust, more robust testing process. But he, he has also said that he may be looking into how, at least in the state of California, we can sort of amp up the testing for everybody. I think there's going to have to be massive testing and then massive proof of this. So you're either going to have to carry mm-hmm. around a card or a QR code on your phone or something that says I either tested positive for antibodies, which means I've been exposed and I've gotten over it, or I'm testing negative. That's going to have to happen before we can really go back into our normal lives oh god qr codes it's all over news it or lose it's next
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. And News It or Lose It is underway officially. It's dropped the subject with Allie and James. I've got three headlines in front of my eyeballs. James, you have a, a decision to make. Three decisions, in fact. You news it or lose it, depending on the headline. You ready to go? That's a lot um, of decisions mm-hmm. in one day at one time, Allie. I know that you're asking a lot. Just do your first instinct. Don't overthink it. Okay, yes, I'm, I'm in. I can, I can do this. I can do this. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Headline number one. Yes! Morgan- oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Headline, headline number one. Morgan Freeman transforms his ranch into something that could save the planet. Oh, totally. Okay. I'm in. Positive. Headline number two. If you're still waiting for your stimulus check, it probably went to this guy. Oh, no way. Okay, I totally love stuff like this. This guy's going to be like a like a trillionaire because he's going to get all the money. And then does he have to give it back? Oh, super You're juicy. onto something. And then finally, headline number three, Good Samaritan has urged people to not be judgmental after finding an angry note on her car. Okay, you know what? No, I, right now I am I am standing for the people. We are all in this angry space right now. I'm really glad that she can be happy-go-lucky about notes on her car, but no, screw that. Yeah, I think she was bringing somebody like groceries, like a senior or something, and then somebody left a note in her car and was like, you're breaking quarantine. And she was like, F you. I, I'm delivering groceries. I have a really funny note on car story at some point, by the way, oh. we'll, we'll have to get into. I had a running battle of notes on my car, but I was oh. not writing the notes. Other people were writing the notes about my my car, and two different people were having an argument back and forth with the notes on my car. It was pretty awesome. Wow, your car was the martyr, the middleman. It Unbelievable. Was, it, was the it had everything to do with like whether or not like uh, people who don't have electric cars parking in electric car stalls <gasps> is like a, a bad move or not. I have so many questions. We will get to that at a later date. Right now, I must tell you about. Uh, well, we're not going to talk about the the car left on the note the the note left on the car story because you lost that one. But we will talk about this volunteer firefighter who was expecting a seventeen hundred dollars stimulus payment, but found eight point two million dollars in his checking account. Oh, 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 oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, he lives in New Chicago, Indiana. I didn't know that was a thing. He it was sure expecting. Yeah, yeah. There you go. He was expecting his stimulus payment to appear in his checking account he got quite a surprise when he tried to take two hundred dollars out of his bank and instead of the available balance that the as that the uh, volunteer firefighter expected there was too much money in the account and the atm said he had 8.2 billion dollars available is this surprising to anybody that the government accidentally put this much money into somebody especially especially with the speed with which we've been trying to get out these stimulized checks like Uh no i'm not surprised at this at all uh, Monday morning, he called the bank, and the person he spoke to said that the amount uh, wasn't listed on the account, but the $1,700 stimulus payment was deposited. Bank officials said that there may be an issue with the machine where it prints the wrong balance on receipts. That is such an unfortunate issue for an ATM machine to have. It seems like that would be the last issue that you would want on any ATM machine is for people to think that they have way more money than they really do have. It also, I feel like it's a cop-out. 
Like I sort of feel like, no, he probably does have that $8.4 million in there right. or whatever. And mm-hmm. and the bank wants to hang on to it and the government doesn't want to own up to it and no one wants to take responsibility for it. And the dude probably is just like jackpot. But then everyone's like, oh, we're going to blame it on the, they printed the printed you the wrong receipt, honey. It was the, the lady before you. She had $8.4 million <laughs> in her checking account. Okay, well, she's really? my new best friend, whoever that is. Um, totally. He, of course, said the most volunteer firefighter-y thing ever. You go from being a millionaire one second and then back to being broke again but hey once you're poor you don't have anywhere else to go but up just such a positive guy oh Um, my god you know those new chicagoans i tell you what (laughs) i tell you what it's so new chicago am i right uh, all right, let's talk about Morgan Freeman and how he's converted his ranch into a giant sanctuary for Bees. That's right. Bees are essential for our survival. Yes. And the 81-year-old actor has now been officially, he is a beekeeper, and he has converted his 124-acre ranch in Mississippi to a sanctuary for bees. If you are making a wrong left turn in Mississippi, this is going to be an unfortunate one. He has um, explained that he started his new hobby as a result of the mass bee die-offs that were seen over the last few years. So he decided to import 26 hives of bees from Arkansas. Man, I'm glad. You know when you read about those road spills? Yeah. I'm so glad this was not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm glad it was just condoms that spilled last time and not bees. 26 hives of bees. Um, so, uh, now he, f- uh, so he, uh, he imported 26 hives of bees from Arkansas to which he'd feed sugar water. Um, now he admitted to not wearing the protective suit when working with the bees and he has never been stung. He says, I have never used the beekeeping hat with my bees. They haven't stung me yet. As of right now, I'm not trying to harvest honey or anything. I just feed them. <laughs> I just, I just feed him sugar water. You can get you, bitty, can you get busy me? buzzing, or you get busy dying, or you get <laughs> very good. Um, all right, well there you go. There's your news that or lose it. And when we come back, what do we have in store for you? We are going to talk about the number one cause of disability worldwide. I bet you want to know what it is, and you might be experiencing it right now. You'll have to stay tuned to find out. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject. We are wrapping up the 11 o'clock hour with, let me tell you, something that it actually took my husband down yesterday. I felt so bad. Uh, and even it's not a sex thing, to, by the way. This is this is not a sex thing, by the way, but it is one of the worst things. We both do this about once a year, and it just completely takes us out. So do about 57% of all Americans, those of you listening. So I got a good shot that someone listening here deals with what is also the number one reason for disability worldwide. You got any guesses, Allie Johnson? Um, let's see. I'm going, um, I'm going sex sent me to the ER. Now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go weed problems. No, I'm, I don't know. I'm gonna I don't go know what I'm weed, talking about. I'm gonna go weed problems. So you're you're actually kind of on the right track because worldwide in the it, top five, the top two are very neck and neck, and one of them is mental health issues. And a lot of people use marijuana or other substances like marijuana to deal with their anxiety and mental health. But so wait, anxiety and, was number is number two. Yeah, they they lump mental health issues together oh, as one. So like anxiety, depression, et cetera, as the number two cause of disability worldwide. But the number one cause of disability worldwide, drum roll, mm. is low, low back pain. 
You know, Ugh. it's not surprising, but if somebody told me I'm not coming to work today because I have low back pain, like what's your reaction? I I feel like most people have low back pain, but then also most people have low back pain always and just kind of grin and bear it. Yes. Well, and that, so you bring up a great point about sort of the severity of this. So there are actually statistics will tell us that about 80% of Americans will experience significant back problems at some point in our lives. And to your point, about 10% of the world's population suffer from chronic back pain at all the, all of the time. Mm-hmm. But about 55 to 57% of us will have severe debilitating back pain that prevents us from being able to do what we call in medical health and nursing activities of daily living. So that back pain is so severe. It is so significant. That's the one where like you can't get out of bed, mm. like you can't squat over the toilet really right. well. To you poop. clean a counter and then it debilitates you for the rest of the day. Right. Like you're like completely out and you're like, I don't know if I should lay down, if I should stand, if I should sit, if I should walk, if I should do whatever. That's the thing that 57% of us get and it as the number one cause of disability. And it's awful. I think the worst part about all of this, Allie, is that we have like no cure. Well, I'll tell you what the cure is, James. And I I have somebody very, very specific to blame for everyone's back problems, okay? Oh, oh, please. Inventor of the chair, what were you doing? (laughs) Right. Just the chair. Not a specific chair, just the chair. The chair. Okay, we invented the chair like, oh, this is going to make our lives so much easier. Now we don't have to stand all the time. This is actually going to support our bodies. No, it doesn't. And then everyone, you know, I, I've gone to the hospital and gone to the doctor for back pain. And then they talk about how chairs are not your friend when it comes to sitting. Sitting is the new smoking. So then uh-huh. they tell you how to sit properly and how to get the little inflaty things to put on your back uh, while you're sitting in, in your car and while you're sitting at home. And then if you don't have the money for an ergonomic expert to come to your house and make sure all of your chairs and then all the cute chairs are the ones that are the most uncomfortable. And when right. I decided, you know, when we're all being asked to work from home, I don't have ergonomic chairs. I have chairs that match. <laughs> and those are They're not the cute. chairs that are good for my back. So, <laughs> But they do not work well. Well, Allie, I think you were trying at one point, you were trying to sit on one of those exercise balls. Is that right? Yeah, that was a disaster too. Because <laughs> my physical therapist told me to get one of those dumb balls and I've been, I, when I was sitting on it, so, you know, half the show, we're talking to each other. I'm gently bouncing up and down, and it's not making my back feel any better. But he solved the, he, he told me why. Apparently, because this is such a new thing to be sitting on an exercise ball and not a chair, because I'm concentrating on a conversation, my body is going to resort to its old habits, even when it's on an exercise Uh, ball. mm -hmm. So he said, only sit on it when you're doing something so mundane that your brain's not being used. And I was like, all right, next time I smoke weed and play video games, doing it on an exercise ball. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, a new hour here on Drop the Subject with Allie and James and thought we would get to what the hell happened on uh, at the press conference yesterday that Donald Trump uh, gave to everyone, which of course had amazing ratings, better ratings than anyone's ever had. But Trump really did go full <laughs> Joan Crawford. I mean, he really let out his crazy, didn't he, James? It, it was, this was something that I have never seen 
ever. And I, I you from know, a leader as, or another human being, a leader or, well, the last human beings I've seen this from where that we studied in journalism school were dictators that we all studied in, <laughs> in high school. And I don't mean to be dramatic about this, but please go Google or look up the definition of propaganda. And unfortunately that's his portion of the coronavirus task force press conference, which let me remind everyone, that's the name of this press conference, by the way, the coronavirus task force press conference. It is not the Trump show. It starts off with Dr. Anthony Fauci, who apparently said of his own volition that he wanted to get on stage and clarify his statements from the day before. So that's yes. how the press conference started, which I, I props to him for wanting to do that. Let's just play that real quick. I had uh, an interview yesterday that I was asked a a hypothetical question. Uh, and hypothetical questions sometimes can get you into some difficulty. The first and only time that Dr. Burks and I went in and formally made a recommendation to the president to actually have a, quote, shutdown in the sense of not really shutdown, but to really have strong mitigation, we discussed it. Obviously, there would be concern by some that, in fact, that might have some negative consequences. No. Okay, so he goes on to say that, uh, yes, we talked about this. We talked about a shutdown, and I recommended A, B, and C, and the president listened, which is a complete contradiction to what he said over the weekend, which was, yes, of course, things would have turned out differently if the shutdown had happened a little earlier. There was a lot of pushback on shutting anything down. There was a lot of pushback from the government. So he's going back on that. It was one of the first things that you see, and it seems very manufactured. And Fauci does seem like a guy who is... Like he he's going up there and he's waving his hands like, all right, guys. OK, everything was it's not that's not what you think. I said like right. it seemed like they he got scared into making these statements, and, and which is very dictatory, very dictatory. What is also very dictatory is just let, let me read this to you. Information, especially of a biased or misleading nature used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view. Which oh, is, that's propaganda? That's propaganda. Yeah. And that very specific thing happened next. When Fauci was done, Donald Trump got up and said, you know what, media, you've gotten this all wrong. You've misportrayed me. You're all fake, just like you normally are. So to prove how fake you are, I'm going to show what the real news media should have been covering, how you guys got it wrong and how I've been how I've gotten it right from the very very beginning and he then proceeds to show video clips with with PowerPoint slides in between discussing how Donald Trump got this right from the beginning, how the fake news media has misportrayed him and he's cherry-picked clips from CNN, MSNBC, CBS, other news outlets making physicians and other health experts on those look dumb by saying things in January that, like everyone was saying, well, the flu is going to be worse. And then fast forwarding to Donald Trump in March, talking about all the things he's doing to help save America. Yeah, so this was a calculated effort to paint himself in the best lights possible in front of millions of Americans who are are sick and or dying and or scared, scared and yeah. need answers from their government, a person who was elected by B, like the electoral college. Like I was never more mad at the electoral college than I was last night. Correct. I was Correct. like, damn you. Cause you think about four years ago and the fact that he did lose the election and the fact that somebody like this is even 
sitting in that Oval Office right now is absolutely ridiculous. And then to see how far it's gotten, like somebody like Stalin would have looked at that and been like, damn. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. I should, yeah. I should do the same thing. Exactly. Like this is, so, this is, there was something about the, my visceral reaction to this. And I, I hope that other, I mean, clearly if you, if, if social media and the online world are any sort of indication of this, many other people, including journalists and media representatives and health experts and everyone had the sort of visceral, re, visceral reaction about him taking this opportunity to, to push out. Promote himself. Propaganda. Right. Right. Uh, this is also what he said about the tweet, which he retweeted something that said fire Fauci. What he did, and I got brutalized over it by the press. Today I walk in, I hear I'm going to fire him. I'm not firing him. I think he's a wonderful guy. Why did you tweet guy. something that said fire Fauci? I retweeted somebody. I don't know. They said fire. doesn't matter. Did you notice that when you retweeted yeah, it? Yeah, I, I noticed everything. Okay, so he notices everything, and uh, he yeah. knows he retweeted something that said "fire Fauci," which of course gaslit Twitter and the MAGA supporters. And uh, he knows this; like, he's not an idiot. I mean, he is kind of an idiot, but he knew what he was doing when he made that retweet. He knew that he was going to fuel all of this, and that everyone was going to be saying "fire Fauci," and all of these people were going to be doing this. And now, and then he goes in front and says, "No, no, no, no I don't know. I so what? I retweeted something." So that's just how he is and how he reacts. But you say, you know, you, you, you make a great point as far as, you know, I, I think that a lot of people throw a, around the, that he's a dictator and this and that. Um, and you can argue against that. Uh, but you cannot argue against what he said yesterday about his total authority. When somebody's the president of the United States, the authority is total. And that's the way it's got to be. Your authority is total. It's total. It's total. And the governors know that. So if a, if a the governors know that. Now you have a couple of bands of, of, excuse me, excuse me. You have a couple. Could you rescind that order? You have a couple of bands of, uh, of uh, Democrat governors, but they will agree to it. Okay, so now this is, this is how he, this is what he does now. And this is why him not being removed from office gave him carte blanche to do and say whatever the hell he wants. And now he has a platform, which is a pandemic, and he's using that platform to further his crazy, cockamamie, ass-backwards re-election campaign that is now costing people their lives, mm -hmm. like literally. And, and, and what I'm really afraid of, and unfortunately, if, you know, if I were a betting man, I would bet that it, it's, it's going to work. That this is propaganda. Oh, yeah. That's the works. saddest part. And right. The saddest part about all of this. And, and, and for him to even try, like think that his authority is total, you, you know, when we went from having someone who was a constitutional law professor in the White House to now someone who's just like, oh, well, my power is, a, is total. I will tell you, though, that it is not going unheard, even in the GOP. You know you have an issue when super right-wing conservative congressperson from Wyoming, Liz Cheney, is even calling you out on Twitter and saying that your authority is not total, you know something's wrong. Yeah, and I mean, the, the total authority is kind of why we created all the different branches of our government, right? Was to avoid total authority. Checks and balances, right. Oh, Very okay. simple concept. I think we learned it all in fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think we did. I think he probably learned it too. Um, all right, well, we have, there's a couple more clips here that I want to play for you, uh, and then we will get into just the tip Tuesday. Uh, he, he answered some questions from a reporter about what he did in the month of February. That, we'll get to that when we get back. 
drop the subject. The new Channel Q. If you're feeling a little angry today like we are, maybe you're just tired of being quarantined, or maybe you watched the press conference yesterday. Uh, This is Trump Around Continued. Because there are so many things to break down in the press conference. Uh, Trump melt, meltdown was, ha- was a hashtag that was trending. Uh, some of the chirons on CNN were really hilarious. I mean, they are saying that, uh, here, well, let me just read some of these because they're pretty funny. These are the, di- the differences. What goes on the screen underneath uh, Donald Trump when he's talking, and this is sort of the, those, those are called chirons, and they're the difference between like CNN and Fox News and other news outlets about what they were saying during the middle of this this complete madhouse that happened yesterday. So CNN's Chiron is, this is exact same moment in the press conference, and there's a side-by-side, as James said. Trump melts, this is CNN, Trump melts down in angry response to reports he ignored virus warnings. Right next to it is what Fox News used as their Chiron, uh, President Trump treating patients with blood plasma from recovered patients. <laughs> uh, uh, angry Trump turns briefing into propaganda session. That's from T- CNN. And then next to it, the Fox Chiron, President Trump, 200 billion in loans processed under paycheck protection program. So they're highlighting all the good things that he's doing. And CNN is like, he's using this as a propaganda session. I love the, the like CNN has no shame when it comes to, <laughs> to- to throwing shade at him they're just like you're yep. crazy <laughs> they've sort of completely lost it with that and I, I mean i'm not necessarily a fan of that like it was really nice to yeah. sort of have back in the day i may be pre-trump and it was even maybe getting bad then but it was sort of nice to have a middle ground where you know msnbc you know is going to skew left fox is going to skew right or yeah. just slam right uh but it was nice to sort of have cnn in the middle i've taken to watching cheddar news lately i don't know if you've ever yeah, watched I've heard cheddar. That that's a good one yeah, yeah because pretty- i i I have a a member of my family who is very conservative, uh-huh. and at all of our holiday gatherings, we, he would, of course, bring up politics because that's what he does. And then I would try and argue with him, and I would say try because with somebody like him, you can't really get anywhere with the conversation, right. even if you know what you're talking about. And his response to everything was, where'd you get that, CNN? Yeah, of course. And, and sometimes I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, right. Well, and you want to be like, ah, where'd you get yours? Fox News? Like, and they're exactly. like, oh, of course. It's an, but here's the thing. Like, people, a lot of people don't understand this. Fox News is the number one, by far, news outlet in the United States. There is a reason Donald Trump won. There is a reason he may likely win again. I, I would bet that he probably will. And... We people, those of us who like, you know, are probably Channel Q listeners and like live in bubbles in places like Los Angeles or whatever, they are bubbles and we don't understand the rest of the mm-hmm. world. And this is why I get so upset about he has a full time number one rated cable news program proper propaganda machine. Yep. And then that propaganda machine is now in the White House press briefing room. And he and he is being allowed to get away with this. But there are even people on Fox News, you know, like one of their Andrew Napolitano is one of their their primary uh, legal representatives or legal consultants that comes on a particularly Fox and Friends. Even he was saying this morning on Fox and Friends, no, Donald Trump does not have total authority. But it's it's a legal consultant on Fox and Friends who's going to say, no, he doesn't have legal uh, full authority. And Fox and Friends is just going to say, well, he's still Donald Trump, though, and he's still the president. And he's making America great, and he's doing all this wonderful things. So he doesn't need total authority to keep things going and, and make it right. And then they just go off into commercial. 
Yeah, but, but this is what you think about when you when you go over in history class how dictators come to power, right? This is all the stuff that you read about where you're like, how did this even happen? And you go back in history and you go through the steps and then you're like, oh, I see. I see the path. I see. And it was, you know, there were people that were just blindly following some of these people with uh-huh. him, him included. It's, it's um, like com- compounding interest for those of you who are saving money, right? You start with a little bit and you don't see much gain from it. But then over time, you start to see that it compounds on top of itself. And the next thing you know, boom, you have a dictator. Oh, Lord. We'll, we'll play this one last clip for you before we get out of here for Trump around. This was the other clip that was making the rounds. One reporter decided to challenge the president on what he did to fight the virus in February. And here's how he took it. Very well, as you might imagine. Oh, no. What do you do, what do, you do when you have no case in the whole United States? You had a case when you, you, excuse me, you reported it. Zero cases, zero deaths on January 17th. January, February, the entire January, February. I said in January. Your video has a complete gap. On Love January 30th. What did your administration do in February for the time that your travel ban bought A lot, what? a lot. And in fact, we'll give you a list. What we did, in fact, part of it was up there. It we did a lot. Look, look, you know you're a fake. You know that your whole network, the way you cover it is fake. And most of you, and not all of you, but the people are wise to you. That's why you have a lower a lower approval rating than you've ever had before, times probably three. Well, that's all the important stuff that we need to be covering when we're giving people updates on a pandemic. Wouldn't you agree, James? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I look for in my coronavirus task force briefing <laughs> daily. Yeah. Whatever. Yay. Okay, well, if you want to get out your rage, just call 323-86-DADDY. Yell at us. Yell at Jesse, all right? Get it out. Get it out. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. It's Tuesday here on Drop the Subject, and that means we educate you. We help you get your learning on with quick, <laughs> simple, easy tips. And just today, the tips. Just the but just the tips, like the try tips we were talking about uh, mm. in our promo. Mm, yummy. <laughs> uh, Hold on, on, let's go. Right. <laughs> just the tip Tuesday. It's sort of in a continuation of a conversation we had yesterday with Dr. Jalen Ricks, sort of about like, how do we keep the sex life going and spicy and interesting in the time of quarantine? I've been saying that a lot. It's like love in the time of cholera. Uh, so we're going to talk a little sexting in the time of quarantine as one of the ways you can sort of keep things a little spicy. You know, I'm, I'm not a fan of sexting. I don't really know how to do it very well. I've never been much of a sexter. The only sort of typing sexy thing experience that I have is very 2000s. It was AIM. Oh, ooh, like, uh, like instant messaging sexting? Yeah. Yes. And I don't know if it, I mean, it wasn't called sexting back then, obviously, but uh, some of the things on this list, I know that I did not do. Uh, like, well, I know one of the things on the list is foreplay, like don't skip foreplay. And I'm pretty sure everybody on AIM just went straight to cyber sex. Right, just like straight in. Well, they also <laughs> probably... Like, fr- no. <laughs> I think they also probably didn't... Number one on this list that we're going through about how to learn how to sext, by the way, because there is an art to it for sure. Uh, number one is to ask for consent, which is a very oh, uh, oh yeah that's important yeah it is very important these days but you're you're right in like sort of you know circa 1999 2000 that we were not in the same uh, uh, world that we live in now where it was like may I sext you 
No, no, no. It was just like, here's some D-picks, and if you don't want them, then F you, and I'm going to move into the next chat room. Like, right, it was right. just, get to the point, this is what this is for, and if you're not interested, move on. Yep. And uh, now, I, I to kind of fast forward a little bit to your don't skip the foreplay section, I think this is what really makes it or breaks it. And I think this is why people have had sort of bad experiences with sexting in the past. Because if you just jump to the picture of your privates, or you just jumped to like that one sexual act that will be the thing in your brain that's just going to be like the ultimate you, you skip all of the fun. It's sort of just like doing it in the bedroom. Like you got to kind of tease a little bit and you know, it's the whole like, what are you doing? Oh, just got out of the shower. You know, Ooh, are you drying off? Yeah. I'm just in a towel. Like you got, it's got to kind of be part of it. Okay. Okay. So when you're sexting, are you mainly using words or are you putting in some gifs and emojis in there as well? <laughs> I think that they're now that we have ready access to them and that they are super fun. I think some gifts and emojis can totally work. Um, but I, I still, I'm just I doing think, the Shaq shimmy emoji right, <laughs> or the Shaq exactly. shimmy gif. And right. That's it. We're, she's your, ready to go. Eyes, eyes rolled back <laughs> in your head or whatever from that one. Right. Um, and then you could, you got to throw the Denzel in there, of course, if you're going to use the most over <laughs> overused gifts, but the, so I think, I like some of these things on this list too as well. Like, um, have your thirst traps locked and loaded beforehand? No idea what any of that means. So let's say you are going to do a picture and you're going to do like a kind of sexy, suggestive, naughty picture. If in the middle of the conversation, you're trying to like find the lighting, clean the dirty uh, clothes off of your uh-huh. bed, make sure there's no cat hair showing, like get your hair in the right no place, God. like pop that zit on your butt. You know, like if you're having to do all of that in the middle, you should have maybe just a few of those teed up already, preferably recent in the last day or so. Like no, no sexting pictures of what you look like when you were in college. You know what I mean? Ah, yeah, because, well, I mean, I guess it depends on who you're sexting, though. If you're going to sext someone that you're never going to meet in person, which a lot of people are now, you know, if you're going to go on Tinder and you're just going virtual and you're just going to use it for sexting, then what's the harm in sending a picture from your college days? But I feel like that's a whole, that then that opens up a whole other like catfishing conversation, right? Because oh, what okay. if you oh, yeah, do right. end up actually meeting that person, right? And they're like, uh, why were you sending me pictures of yourself from like 15 years ago when you, when you were like in the sorority? Like, no, 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 that doesn't work that way. Now, gotta, it's got to be now. I also love okay. this next one, by the way, about like doing... What makes you feel sexy? Like the hardest part in all of this is like you're trying to stage this picture or whatever that you're going to sex to someone and you're like, well, what are they going to like? What do they want? No, you just need, because it needs to ooze the confidence. You need to ooze it. So if if you're like, I feel really sexy in my bunny slippers and a robe, like then take pictures in your bunny slippers and a robe. Okay. (laughs) So now we have to, we have to take a break and come back, but I have more questions for you. This is just turning into like a self-help session for me now. Um, I'm wondering if I should be sexting with my wife when we are quarantined together, maybe to keep things a little more interesting and a little more frisky. There are many more things on this list, like uh, using a specific memory, sharing a specific fantasy, stepping outside of your comfort zone, including voice notes, which is a whole nother aspect that I hadn't thought of. So we will get to some other ones. These are more tips for sexting when we get back. 
Drop the subject. The new channel Q. <laughs> Shenanigans and hijinks here on Drop the Subject. We are in the middle of Just the Tip Tuesday. I think that Allie Johnson is still here uh, hosting the show. I'm here, I'm here. With, you're there, okay. Because um, sometimes, you know, what we are, as, as you all know, we are broadcasting from our homes, and there's some certain technical things that go along with that. But uh, what, what generally works well is texting like we can at least text each other when all else goes wrong and Allie had just brought up a really great point before the break about should she be sort of texting her wife even though they're together in quarantine or sexting her wife as a way to sort of keep things spicy yeah I mean since we started quarantining the only texts that are being exchanged between my wife and I is my wife just sending me more meditations that I need to be doing. So if I could maybe spice <laughs> up our texting relationship, maybe we could, because we, yes, we are stuck in the house together, but we're also separate for most of the day because we're doing our respective jobs. So like right now, should I be sending over a flirty text and kind of where would I begin? Would I just be like, hey, saw you out on the patio, type and type in your forearms like what should I where do I start how do you begin your sexting so I think I think that's a really it's a nice point it's sort of like a 101 thing that you bring in there but it's almost it's it's almost better to to be a little like non sequitur about it just to be a little crazy so like when when let's say you're yeah, exactly. Really? When you get a text that's like, hey, let's add milk to the shopping list when we, you know, put on all of our gear and go to the store on Friday, you should just respond back with a picture of your boobs. <laughs> I, I would, I'll do that. I really will. Especially when <laughs> responding about picking up milk. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that was really funny. I did not mean to make that correlation, but you no, know, we can, we can do that. Yeah, and but I think it does, you know, one of the other items on this list is it does sort of lead you to, towards that. Realize that this could be practice for the real deal, which is why I think you have to send current pictures. But also like, like, hey, know that you're going to throw some fantasies out there. You're going to throw some pictures out there, but that this ultimately like, hey, maybe this is what you want to end up happening. So you could just like... I love the surprise factor. The like, wow. The like, hey, I'm still attracted to you. I still have sexual feelings towards you, even though we're like in quarantine and we're talking about like the grocery list. Like, I think it sort of like can jar you back into it a little bit. Mm, well, I, I like this other one on the list. I know we're running out of time, but getting creative with language. That's something I could probably get down with. Just using some different or even old timey words to kind of get my se- like I mean old timey sexy is kind of nice like this example they use I wish you could feel how full my treasure trove is that's just a nice interesting new use of words that I feel like I could get down with yeah I I really I really like that and you know there there are lots of other things on this list too that are really net role playing of course like you know mm-hmm. using old timey words you could also do some my gams role- are opening up there <laughs> <laughs> my, on the Davenport. <laughs> on, on, the, on the Davenport. Um, I'm so bad with old-timey words and phrases, but, uh, you know. And uh, I think this last, one of the last points on here, by the way, that everyone should remember is that when, you know, you are starting a thing with sexting that 
unless you are making it explicitly clear that this is just fantasy and you have no intention to act upon this in the real life, know that I think it's it's game. Like, be ready to go live with what you're talking about unless you say otherwise. Okay. All right. I'm ready to go live with what I'm talking about, and it, even if it includes robes and a bunny slipper and a gam. Uh, well, I, I think I might put some of these lessons to test. Thank you. This has been Just the Tip Tuesday, uh, hosted by James, because he's the one who knows sexting a lot better than I do. And we've got some more for you when we get back. Brandon Mills. Yes, he is the creator of the Mills Method, and if you're trying to avoid the quarantine 15, we've got you covered. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, I'm very excited excited for the face that I'm looking at right now on Zoom. Uh, this is Drop the oh, Subject. thank you. <laughs> well, you too, as always, James. <laughs> uh, James Simmons and Allie Johnson here with you. And we're joined by Brandon Mills of The Mills Method because there's been a lot of chatting about starting a workout routine or how to continue their workout routine from home. Everyone's going virtual. Everyone's going home workouts. So we figured since we want to prevent ourselves and anybody else worried about getting the quarantine 15, we should probably check in with you first. Absolutely. I mean, I think if there's ever a better time, let me know. But now is the time. I'm concerned, though, why it's been denominated to the quarantine 15, because as I've been told, it's the quarantine 20. Oh, no. <laughs> we are optimistic here at Drop the Subject, Brandon, and we, <laughs> yeah. we will prevent, we will prevent, because I was calling it the COVID-19 15, and then someone really did call me out before. They were like, are you gaining 19 or 15 pounds? And I was <laughs> yeah. like, I don't add them together. Brandon <laughs> wanted to quickly ask you before we started, you've got a very beautifully decorated wall. I was like, man, that's a uh, beautiful wall. And you said, well, it's not mine. It's Lance Bass's. You have been that's quarantining correct. with Lance Bass and you've been kicking his ass. Have you not? I sure have. I am extremely fortunate. I am quarantined uh, with my quarantine family, Mike, uh, Michael Turchin and Lance Bass. And we have had just a riveting day to day um, inception of exercise for what most people have come to realize in a very busy schedule that you have normally and you can't fit in exercise. In quarantine, you have absolutely no excuse. So here we are. It's going very well. And in an effort for them to not gain the quarantine 20, we've just been really cruising through it. So it's been fun. They're so like, I, wow, we're quarantining with a fitness instructor. What have we done to ourselves? <laughs> he cleans, he works us out. It all works out okay, to be good. good. I totally love that. Now, you know, there are some people, Brandon, who are having a little bit of a different quarantine experience. And, you know, I think of, of my husband, for instance, who is a big workout guy and he, he lifts and trains and does all this stuff, whatever. But he is finding a different level of exhaustion from waking up early, being on conference calls and virtual meetings, sometimes for 10 or 12 hours a day, and sure. then finding the motivation. It's it's like a different brain wave to try to find the the motivation versus our normal lives. So Absolutely. I, I, what are what are some tips and things that you have for people who are maybe like, all right, like I literally can do something for 20 minutes, like to find that motivation in this weird world we're living in? Well, James, that's a good question. And something I've been struggling with with all of my clients that I'm training right now via FaceTime, which is a whole different conversation in and of itself. But for anybody who's at home, as all of us are, and trying to find different ways to keep that motivation alive or even just be able to find time to do it because we are all still trying to work in whatever way we can, you still have to maintain some kind of a schedule. So for the same reason that anybody's got their meetings or we've got to jump on to do some phone calls, just like it would be in a normal workplace, you still have to make that time for exercise. And if you carve out, even if it is just 20 minutes, that is something that you have to look forward to and something that you know you're going to put on your task. 
it's really hard right now for anybody to think about being any more selfish necessarily than they would on a normal work day. But what we need to do is we need to make sure that we create that space. So even though we're all in our own home, if you can create a small space for yourself to work out, like James, you have your Peloton in the background there, which we'll get to in a minute. (laughs) If you can create a space within your own home, like an office, even if it's in the same room where you're doing your work, it gives you that different mental switch of I'm going to go into this space now and this is my time. And not only are you in that space, if you take that 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, to do that exercise, you'll find that the routine can be become somewhat normal and you'll feel more motivated to get into that space, both mentally and physically. Now, if you're maybe somebody who wasn't necessarily working out from home and now you are, what's the best way to kind of ease into that? What do you recommend? Is it just, okay, I'm going to download an app or I'm going to go on YouTube or I'm going to look up Brandon Mills and start there? I mean, what if you have no equipment and all you were doing was going to the gym you've got nothing in your house are you encouraging people to go buy some equipment where where do you begin i think that's been something that's been a struggle for a lot of people who are big into the gym scene anyway a lot of us who work out in a gym all the time have all these big weights and equipment are really having a hard time adjusting to not having all of those things at our home so it's a great opportunity to get really in touch with your actual body. And even big time exercisers I have found in my training have a very hard time with just body weight exercise. There's plenty of things you can look at. Now you mentioned it perfectly. YouTube's an incredible resource. Pretty much everybody who's in fitness is doing something on Instagram, TikTok, all kinds of different ways that you can check these things out. But what I would suggest is going in and finding some sort of a small routine, depending on how much time you have, where you can integrate all your body movements that you need to do and get your heart rate up. Because at the end of the day, what we're trying to do here is burn calories. Exercise is nothing more than calories in and calories out. And if we're trying to not gain weight, which I think most of us are trying to do right now, you want to make sure that you've got a good pump out of calories, which you can literally do with no equipment and no space required. You don't have to have a big house or room for a bike or anything to do. If you've got enough room to lay down and stand up. I'm sure we've all heard of burpees. And if you haven't done plenty, plenty of Why'd them. you have to bring up the B of, word, Brandon? You God, know, we're having a good time. I what I do. But if, if you haven't given yourself a burpee challenge to go in and sit there just to see how many of those you can do in one minute, I guarantee you, you're going to have a pretty good huffy puffy session with yourself. And you will also use all the proper expletives that we should be using to describe burpees. <laughs> the uh, another segment of the show. Speaking of huffy puffy sessions with yourself, Brandon. No, I'm kidding. You're like, hey. Uh, so you know, I love that you brought this up, by the way, because I know you were talking about the Peloton in the background, mm-hmm. and we, we've talked about in the past. I've had a little Peloton shame from people in my life, but I've actually so I've been on that thing as much as humanly possible. But mm-hmm. also, I love what you're talking about about getting in check with your body. Like sure. I, I, I'm doing some body weight exercise and just mobility things. And I'm realizing for as strong as I am as a human being, Serena Williams, thighs and I are about the same, like we're good with beasts on things like that. I have very little control over my body the way that I want it to do. I actually sort of was thinking, okay, well, James, you can't play ball. You can't lift like you want to. You can ride the bike, but that's about it. But maybe take this as a blessing to get back in touch with the fact that like you can't 
do a full deep squat. Absolutely. James, that's a great point. And to, to go back to kind of what we're talking about with these smaller movements that really get you in touch with your body. Anytime you've got the opportunity, like we have right now with excess time, to work on your mobility, that is going to do nothing but help you in the long term. So stretching at home right now, taking an online yoga class, even just YouTubing some basic yoga, if you're not into that, is a great time to start trying something new because that's all we've got is time. Second, working on all those different movements that you would normally do in the gym, there's nothing to say that you can't lay down on a bed or a bench and work on what your form would look like with a couple, just, you can use anything, milk cartons, water bottles, books, things that are small that really get you to feel where all those muscles are that you would normally be working in the gym. And then not only that, but use the opportunity instead of what we do in the gym all the time, which is all these big, dynamic, multi-muscle group pushes and pulls, use it to go into an isometric challenge for yourself. So holding yourself in a squat, for a minute or two at a time. Planks, which none of us do enough. Anybody who's looking for a six pack, I just have to tell you apart from diet, you're never gonna get it if you can't plank for long periods of time. Third, if you remember something uh, that we used to do in lower school when we were punished, wall sits, remember those? Oh yeah. Down on a wall. Yeah, that's the uh-huh. thing that we all, all were done told to do when we were in trouble. Do a wall sit and grab something heavy and hold it. Do another wall sit and hold it up top and hold it. You'll be amazed at how those isometric movements will really tax the body. And again, you don't need any equipment or any space to really get it done. Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we have more questions for you. Brandon, are you good to stick around? Totally good. Uh, All right, we are on with Brandon Mills. He's going to answer all your questions when it comes to at-home fitness. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. And we're right back on Drop the Subject with Allie and James Simmons. And we're chatting with Brandon Mills of the Mills Method. He is here to answer all of our questions about how to not gain the quarantine 20, as we learned. Have you noticed there are more workout injuries happening because people are doing workouts unsupervised in their homes? I almost threw something out last week and I was like, I bet I'm not alone in this. Is that, are you noticing an uptick? I have not. But that is also because I'm in a very spoiled situation where I'm FaceTiming with my clients on a day-to-day basis. And as a kinesiologist, I'm a huge stickler on form. So as the, it's pretty hard to see what they're doing. But in general, they seem to be moving pretty well. In terms of people exercising by themselves at home, the only thing I can suggest on that, because injury is always a huge risk, and the last thing you want is to hurt yourself when you can't get out of the house. Make sure you ease into any type of exercise. Right now is not the time to be a he-man or superwoman going in and doing this huge Tabata workout or jumping on a bike and taking a class that's way too hard or way too long because you do run the risk of hurting yourself without knowing exactly what's going on. So always make sure you stay within your bounds. And what I honestly find is that most people aren't really at home trying to join this crazy exercise routine that they've never done before. Even my clients who I'm used to seeing for an hour or two at a time are wanting shorter workouts that maximize their time. So if you pay attention to your body, as we said earlier, learning your body, learning how to move it, working on that flexibility, if you can put in all of those things, you're going to find that it's pretty hard to hurt yourself. 
Not saying that you can't, but you're going to find that it's pretty hard to hurt yourself at home again because we're not doing anything involving heavyweight or putting yourself in a compromised position. So, and I'm in a really fortunate position. You notice the Peloton in the background, and I love it. And I've been joking about gaining the COVID 15, but I, I actually have lost a little weight, 20. believe it or not. But like, I have a yard, I can do these things. So, you're, you got kids at home, you're working 12 mm-hmm. hours a day, there's tons of food, you have to, it's like the walking dead just to go to Target. You have all these things going on, but you finally do. You heard Brandon Mills today and you're like, I got 17 and a half minutes. Sometimes I think where people go is what should I do with that 17 and a half minutes? So what is that one thing to take away all that anxiety, all that having to make a decision for anyone? You've got 17 and a half minutes. What is the one thing I should do at least three times a week in those 17 and a half minutes to at least keep my fitness where it is? I would say that answer is a Tabata timer. For anybody who hasn't heard of Tabata, it is 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. I believe it's eight rounds. You can honestly do as many rounds as you want. But if you just Google what a normal Tabata timer is, you can download it on your phone. It will kick your ass harder than you have ever been kicked ever. And you do it all yourself. And as I say to my clients, anyone can do anything for 20 seconds. It's just as it adds up over time and it gets it done. That's if you have a very short amount of time to do it. Find a Tabata timer and you can do Tabata with anything. You can do it with air squats. You can do it with jumping jacks. You can do it with push-ups. If you want to do something, if you've got a lot of mental stress and you've only got 17 minutes, I highly recommend downloading the app Calm. Quite the opposite of exercise, but there is a lot to be said right now about mental health in terms of staying home, which is just as important, if not more important than the actual physical health. And if you're in a spot right now where you have all the kids at home, you're stressed with work, you've got a lot of uncertainty, I would say it is equally as important if you only have 17 minutes today to sit down in a meditation type setting to be with yourself and allow yourself to think about how you can initiate a workout routine where you can move things aside and what's going to make you feel the best instead of just pouring yourself into a workout that's going to kill yourself and then you open the door and your kids are outside screaming the stress level will go up instead of down which is going to raise your cortisol level which is going to make you even gain more weight because your body's going to be out of function. So depending on where you're at, if you've got time to exercise and you're used to exercise, take that time to find something that you can do within a small period of time. And if you are not, take the time today to sit down and find where you can find time and balance in your schedule with what's going on right now so you can create a routine and then tomorrow find a workout that you can do at home. Brandon, have you seen people running and going for actual really high intensity runs with masks on? I've gone on a couple of runs without a mask and then I've seen these guys like running with masks on and I'm like, are you okay? Do you recommend that? It's a very difficult thing to do, Allie, and I'm going to just call it what it is for anyone who might have seen me out here running and Lance and I out here running. I have not been running with a mask on. Here's why. First of all, if you're not in a public place, so there's a lot of people right now who are just trying to get out and they're in high density areas and they want to go for a run to just get out of the house, which I totally understand. In that scenario, yes, you should be wearing a mask because if you're huffing and puffing and breathing and people are crossing your path, that's something that you should be more conscious of. A lot of cities have taken into account making you run in certain directions for places that you can do, like the Silver Lake Reservoir right now. It's got signs up. You can only run in one direction. you got to stay six feet apart, and they're very strict on that, which is great to see. But lastly, running with a mask is very challenging, Alan. You brought it up. There's nothing easy about having a filter in front of your face. But I will say there is a whole movement of people, and this has been going on for a while, 
It's called elevation training, where you actually wear a mask that hinders your ability to breathe and it pumps up your cardiovascular fitness. So for anybody who's at home and running with a mask right now, know that you're not going to be able to run as hard or as long as you can. And most of us who are running are wearing some sort of fitness device that tracks our heart rate. Keep in tune with it. If you feel extra tired, you want to make sure that you pull that back on your running. You're going to run a little slower. You're not going to run as far. And that's okay right now. We're not trying to get to the Olympics. And if you were trying to get to the Olympics, you got a whole nother year, as you remember, to qualify. So don't take this again as a time to do anything that you wouldn't normally be able to do. And back to what we've been talking about the whole time. This is the perfect time to listen to your body and let it tell you what it can and can't do. Keep track of how you felt. See what you can change, whether it's diet, hydration, or just general amount of exercise and stress that you're doing. Listen to that and then see how far you can go because all this is it's just what they need other time that we're able to be in the gym we're about setting small goals and if y'all remember the last time i was on i talked about creating smart goals small measurable attainable reasonable and timely goals all of those things are still very important right now except you've seen that our circumstances have changes on what is a smart goal for the time and the space that we have Brandon Mills, where can people keep up with you? Of course, we want to keep up with you and we want to have you back. But in the meantime, where can people keep up with what you're doing? On the Instagram, at The Mills Method is the easiest one. Or you can check out my website, themillsmethod.com. Either way, you can slide into my DMs if you want to talk about training. Or if you just want to <laughs> you just want to send me some questions, we can do it. And anytime y'all need me back on, I'm happy to do it. Thanks, Brandon. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. James Simmons. Oh boy, feeling like I need to get on my bike and do all my stuff and my exercises. <laughs> know, we're sitting here like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> like instead, we're just sitting here. Um, I digress. Thank you, Brandon Mills, for having us on. But now it is that time of the show for News It or Lose It. And Allie, do you have your dinger? Oh, is that much better. A much better dinger today than in uh, the past, than yesterday, for sure. I have three headlines. Allie will decide whether or not we news them or lose them for you, our lovely, wonderful viewing, viewing, listening audience. Headline number one. I mean, you can view the radio or the app if you want. You, sure. Yeah. You can view our Instagrams at DTS show. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, headline one. Florida governor deems WWE an essential service amid coronavirus. Oh, oh my God. Stop. Like, throw. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, we're, we're newsing it. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, headline number two. Chris Cuomo said COVID has made him rethink his life choices and his CNN gig. I don't think it's worth my time. Oh, well, I think that's interesting, but we have everything we need, so I'm going to lose it. All right. Long story short, he's like, I don't think I need to do this anymore. I saved my money. Well, when we listened to my grandma last week, she was saying, I think it's really amazing that he's continuing to do the show when he's locked in his own basement. I thought to myself, yeah, that is kind of ridiculous. Why wouldn't the guy take a couple days off? He has coronavirus. Uh, he's like, I don't need to make millions of dollars anymore and, and be a part of partisan news and all this stuff. Like, yeah. It makes me really unhappy. So there you go. Good for you, Chris. All right. Headline number three. Let's see if you news it. California woman dreamed about eating engagement ring. Woke up to find she really did. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. They swallowed engagement ring story. Usually ends in poop. I'm all for it. 
Jenna Evans was on a high-speed train <laughs> that was racing down the tracks, her fiancé by her side, when some <gasps> bad guys appeared, Allie. They wanted her ring. But there was only one way to protect her 2.4 carat diamond engagement ring, and Damn. that was to swallow it. Which is exactly what Evans did. Quote, I popped that sucker off, put it in my mouth, and swallowed it with a glass of water, Evans said. And then she woke up. <laughs> and this, then she looked at her hand and realized that her ring was not on it. Uh-huh. This had been entirely a dream. And she realized, so in the dream, she needed to eat her ring. And then she realized that she had actually done it in real life. <laughs> you know, this makes me think of wetting the bed stories when you're an adult. Uh-huh. Because there's this moment where, like, uh, the last time I wet the bed was when I was 16 years old and I was napping on the couch in the living room. Uh-huh. And I had this dream where I was like, I have to pee, I have to pee, I have to pee. And then I was like, you know what? I'm an adult. Why do I have to keep holding it? I should just go if I have to go. Like, I was thinking in my dream, like, why am I doing this to myself? So I was like, just go. So then I went and then I woke up and I was like, I just peed. I just peed myself. I ju- um, I just- but I think you, when you're an adult, you have that reasoning where you're like, no, I have to, I'm active. I have to do something. I'm an adult. I'm going to make this happen. And you can change your circumstances. You're being proactive. And it is translating, unfortunately, into sometimes eating your ring. Eating your ring. Well, she apparently, Miss Evans, has a, a, a long and storied history of sleepwalking. Oh. And but not sleep ring eating. Sleep ringing. Hey, this time she did. She had to have a full on upper endoscopy to have the thing taken out. <gasps> yeah, it did not pass through. Um, well, it's 2.4 carats. 2.4 carats, right. She, she also she gained the COVID 15 just by eating her ring. Uh, <laughs> listen, Ron DeSantis is at it again. So this is the guy who was he's reluctant. screaming running on a track. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 literally he was yeah that guy who was like I don't want to close down the state and coronavirus is a hoax and all of this stuff. Well, now he is deemed the World Wrestling Entertainment WWE as an essential service, like pharmacies and grocery stores. This is so Florida. It ain't it so Florida, Florida man. He- I mean, of course, this Florida man has got to make this about WWE, and I'm sure he would deem, uh, you know, meth labs as like it's just weird Florida stuff that you're like, why is that happening? But it makes sense that it's happening in Florida. We believe it is now more important than ever to provide people with a diversion from these hard times. We are producing content on a closed set with only essential personnel in attendance following appropriate guidelines while taking additional precautions to ensure the health and wellness of our performers and staff. It is crucial to Florida's economy. There you have it, folks. It explains so much. Well, hitting someone over the head with a chair is definitely an essential smackdown. Happy endings after this. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, as always, it has certainly been a pleasure to share the airwaves with you, and we appreciate very much you tuning in, following the show, downloading the podcast if you missed anything, because we certainly got to a lot on the show today. We started off with some Pokey adventures. Not Pokemon, just Pokey. Just, (laughs) I was going to go somewhere dirtier with that too, but you know, Pokey. Poke Adventures. Yeah, mm-hmm. we called that yeah. line Joy for All and tried to cheer ourselves up to no avail. Oh, my goodness. Come on, Canada. <laughs> that should be a new segment. Come on, Canada. <laughs> Come on, Canada. 
<laughs> we did a little Ask the MP. We talked about back pain. We also heard from Brandon Mills, a fitness expert. We learned how to sext. And now it all comes down to this. The happy endings. The time- and Allie, before we even uh-huh. get into your happy ending, I just I want all of our listeners to know that really the biggest happy ending that's going to trump everything, pun intended, is that... The Trump ads are no longer on our station, Yay! by the way. We have we have removed those. If you do hear them again, by the way, please let us know. But as the, the big bosses uh, who let us out of our cages four hours a day to do this show have told us that this, the ads are now gone. Um, wouldn't that be the craziest thing if Channel Q was really like secretly this white right, right wing conservative <laughs> station? They're just like pushing a completely different agenda. Subliminally, Just to, like, rope rope people in. <laughs> it's like they're gone, <laughs> or are they? Or are they? Oh, like I like the subliminal stuff too. Like every randomly, it's just like maga, yeah. like just yeah. in the middle of it. My maga. American greetings. It's just random, super. All right. Yeah. <laughs> brought to you by the alt right. Like, uh, what? what? <laughs> Sorry, uh, I thought it was brought to us by Drag Race. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, queens. <laughs> <laughs> hey girls. Hey girls. Maga. Hey girl. Maga. Am I right? Wait, what? <laughs> Maga, say what? <laughs> what? Uh, all right. I have a happy ending. Shall I go first? Uh, please, by all means. Okay. Yes, it is true that when we asked you to reveal the most embarrassing shows that you were watching, it kind of backfired on us when someone said our show. (laughs) But after learning today that during an animal takeover, James would be looking just around the riverbend and I would be holding a dead rodent in my mouth, we're the ones who should be embarrassed. Just around the riverbend. And me just like, oh. Oh. Here, here's my, a dead my rat. Half, my half rat, dead rat as tribute. Yeah. So, um, um my my take my happy ending here is that we have out embarrassed out embarrassed you being embarrassed by listening to our show. So, ha ha. Uh, take that (laughs) again and again. We are not embarrassed by our product we put out at all. Never. No. Um, (laughs) My my, um, okay, you guys. So Trump is great. Uh, my happy ending is Allie Bobcats may be running amok. Mm. Rats are eating rats. Deer meandering through Times Square. The animals are taking back the planet. And they may have even started with using their bee mind control over Morgan Freeman. <laughs> but at least we know there won't be a remake of Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> To stretch, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I like it. I like a good stretch. Uh huh. Even a bad stretch, I like. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Brandon says no bad stretching, just only, only good stretching. That's true. That's true. That's Uh a good, uh, good, good throwback. If you missed our interview with Brandon Mills, you're definitely going to want to check up on the, uh, catch up rather on the podcast. I think that the uh, this this talk break (laughs) is making it clear that it's time for us to go now. All right. Um. All right. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday. And, um, you know, just to, to let you know which day of the week it is. And I'll see you tomorrow, James. Tremendous. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> Bye. Bye. On the, ne- on the next, drop the subject. On the next show, have you ever been zumped? That's right. Zoom dumping is the new relationship trend. Is this the worst way to break up with someone? Well, there's WebEx dumping. Ooh, or Google Hangout dumping. Or worse, 
Skype dumping. Oh, you wouldn't. It's I, ooh, it's E. Drop the subject. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific, 1 to 4 Eastern, on Channel Q.